0: Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the WorkShoot Wrestling Podcast.
1: To swing. Suck it. Yeah. Welcome to episode 249 of the WorkShoot Wrestling Podcast. It's Corey Richmond, joined by Jason Brooks. We are one day away from Survivor Series 2020. Best of the best, or AKA, the network's 9 99 so we can do a one-week build to a champion versus champion, and everything is great. Jason, how are you
0: doing today? I mean, Corey, if if this were the old school, you had to pay $60, why in the world would you order this thing? they would be absolutely they've done they have done no, I mean the Reigns and McIntyre segment was amazing. It was great. But they have done nothing to sell you, hey, I have to watch this pay-per-view. Why do you have to watch this? They've done nothing to make you want to watch this other than the main events. would be a lot of money for a main event, but it's $10. We're paying for it anyway, whatever, you know, we'll see how the Sunday night game is, but it's got no juice for me.
1: I agree. I mean, uh, and we usually don't get to do this very often. You know, we used to do it later on the show, but we're at work shoot pod on on Twitter and Instagram. But uh, I tweeted a little bit this past week and I pretty much said the exact same thing. On our Twitter feed uh, this week, saying basically what I said to start the show: if the network wasn't 9.99. People, I think this would be getting killed. The idea that for basically th- three out of the last four years, you've had one-week builds for your champion versus championship match. I mean, we've spoken over the last couple of weeks on the idea that this show is basically worthless because it's champion versus champion matches where there's nothing on the line. You got five out of five-on-five five matches that nobody, there's no stakes. On paper, week after week, month after month, the Enrique product is as good as it's been in years, and because the athletic prowess of these guys and women on the on these shows is top notch, but there's nothing of any meaning.
0: Yeah, Corey, the the, the best the, here's the problem. One of the guys who cut a promo said it best. I think it was Corbin talking to the new Day at the beginning of SmackDown, and he's like, "Why are you guys here? You guys were just here two weeks ago." But, the new day, were they were just on SmackDown. Now they're wrestling Street Profits for who's the best tag team on each brand. They were just on SmackDown. What's the point of doing this? And when your own, when they're having their own talent cut promos
1: about the seriousness of this, it doesn't make any sense. Agreed. Uh, and the second point, you go, and it was a great promo by uh, Roman Reigns, and the best thing that's ever happened to Roman Reigns besides, you know. Taking off his shirt, you know, and showing that he actually is a, one hell of an athlete and, you know, looks like a badass and giving him the confidence of being a heel and showing how great he's on the mic. The idea that he went to basically told Drew McIntyre the old idea of, you know, the line from uh, Paul Heyman said back at, the, you know, the ECW uh, standalone shows where the only reason why JBL was champion is because, you know, Triple H wanted a night off. He's basically saying that, you know, Drew McIntyre is a secondary champion. You know, he's the B-Show champion, which, you know, is a great line. But, you know, same idea here. He's the huge people champion for what? Four days. How do you not build this match for for a week? Yeah, why did Orton get the title in the first place?
0: Listen, for a two-week build, it's been great. But I don't understand why Orton won the title in the first, first place. And apparently, according to The Observer... They weren't necessarily planning on this being McIntyre in the first place, and Vince changed his mind. So, which is good for Drew and shows that hey, and I think no matter what you want to say, Corey, Drew is a you know a main event guy, like that's he is there now. Um, you know, he's there with Rollins and uh Reigns and you know those guys, those those upper echelon guys, but. I, I don't. I don't. Know. There's just no juice to this. I don't even want to do a preview of this card because what's the point? The matches don't mean anything. Um, I guess my question for you is: after the Survivor Series last year, they did have a big angle with Rollins, and that's where it became the Monday Night Messiah. You have had mixed. You know, for you, it's been a little mixed. I've enjoyed it more than I haven't enjoyed it. Do you think we see anything big coming from this show or do you think the show happens? And then the next day we're talking about Lana getting put through a table again, like is, does anything happen as a result of, of this show?
1: I think there's a very good chance that they don't want to go and have either Reigns or McIntyre take a pin. And we finally get rid of the money in the bank stip for this year. Miz Tries to cash in and, either Roman or Drew basically pins Miz and we get rid of the money, in the bank tip for the year. And I think that's the big thing coming out of the match, which isn't that but, big of a so deal. Them, like, the,
0: like the Miz, like the Miz puts himself in as like the third guy. And then one of, be, and
1: one of them just basically kills him.
0: Yeah, I get, yeah, maybe that, maybe that could happen, but, but beyond that, so you don't think there'll be anything really coming from this. Other than maybe the Miz losing the Money in the Bank contract and then being mad about it, but what? Who cares?
1: I mean, I think you maybe you see a return because, I mean, we don't want to see it. I don't think either one of us. But on the first, uh, you know, the big return of SmackDown for the you know debut show for the year, you saw uh, Goldberg as one of the guys who was on the Thunderdome screen for you know thirty seconds. Maybe you have the return of Goldberg to set up you know Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. Maybe maybe you have you know, Big E, who I was shot. There's another thing I put on Twitter last night. I mean, as much as Otis makes people happy and he's the jolly fat guy, how is Otis the, f- the fifth guy on... The, I know the match doesn't mean anything, and why am I getting upset for a match nobody should care about, but how is Otis the fifth guy on this team and not Big E, a guy who hasn't lost since... Uh, since he's basically become a singles, and, he's, and all he's doing right now is the third wheel in... Your black stable on SmackDown replacing the New Day on SmackDown. Your your over black black group and now well, it's not, not even
0: well. It's not even that. It's it's he's like the New Day's shill. Yeah, he's like, he's, like he's putting he's over the New up. Day to 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 Office. I don't know. I I think maybe I'm not gonna kill him so much on that because I who cares about the Survivor Series? We'll see where they go moving forward. Maybe there's. You know, everyone's talking about him being Reigns' next opponent. Then they were talking about Brian being next. By the way, that would be a tremendous feud. The way Brian has, the way Daniel Bryan is on the mic, the way Reigns is on the mic, and the way those two guys can go in the ring, their their match from uh, several years ago at the pay-per-view before WrestleMania was one of Reigns' I think best matches he's ever had. And so I think they would have good chemistry in a ring. I think that'd be a blast of a feud, but so we'll see. I don't think any uh, to, to answer my own question. I don't think anything comes out of this. I think it's a a nothing show. Uh, That's a fun show where, you know, there's good athleticism. There's good matches. Nothing really happens. Nothing happens as a result. There's no big angles. I'm thinking nothing happens.
1: You know what I want to see happen come out of this show? I want to see Bianca Belair come off looking like a star. Like she looked at, I think
0: think they'll do that stuff. I mean, I I think they wouldn't have put her in a match if they were going to highlight her, you know, I think they're, I think she's a possible WrestleMania opponent for Sasha or something. I I think they, they put her over enough where they'll, but like, who cares? I mean, you know, who cares? Uh, I mean, even down to you're talking about maybe there's a surprise. I'm talking about like in in these matches, does anything happen? In these results, do anything happen? And you're right, maybe there'll be a surprise person enter, but I don't think as a result of these matches, anything big is going to happen. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. Who cares about Survivor Series? Um, If you have anything else going on, I would not advise you to watch it. Um, Maybe the main (laughs) event. Uh, I don't really plan on watching it. We do a podcast, so I'll probably have no choice, but I'll have it somewhere in the background of watching the, the uh, chef's Raiders Sunday night game.
1: Oh, and uh, just a heads up to everyone who listens to the podcast a lot. uh, Basically after it happens or within the week or so, uh, I'm not speaking for Jay, but because uh, Thanksgiving is uh, this upcoming week, I am not sure if we will be doing a show due to uh, Jay possibly, uh, Traveling or yeah, no, having- we'll
0: probably do a show. We can do a show Friday. Yeah. Oh,
1: I'm we'll- not gonna be.
0: I'm at, I'm gonna have off. What am I gonna be doing? I'm. I'm. I'm certainly not going to the Black Friday sales and waiting in line <laughs> with a bunch of people to get COVID. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. So I'm not gonna be doing anything. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be home with my my mother-in-law and my wife. So I. I mean, shit. All we're right, doing a uh, show. My trick worked. We're doing a show next week. I got to say yes. <laughs> obviously not on. Obviously not on Thursday. It'll be a little. It'll just be a little tricky in terms of how much I've, I've watched but it'll be a little bit yeah, of a we'll, show it's yeah like a well, show. we'll no, no no um well, we'll yeah we'll, we'll figure we'll figure something out
1: no but uh it's funny right before we started the show i was about to say to jay there's actually a really good week in wrestling and then all of a sudden the first few minutes of the show is you know what survivor series really is gonna suck well you don't <laughs>
0: want to start off with the survivor series yeah. bit i mean wednesday was one of the best nights in wrestling we've had this year Absolutely. So it was a really, fu- it was a great night of wrestling. Uh, we had, you know, the woman's match of the year for sure. And one of the five best matches of the year, in my opinion. Um, yeah, you know, maybe taking New Japan out because some of their matches are just spectacular. But, um, but wow. yeah,
1: you really were that big of a fan of Serena D I- and Thunder Rosa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that match was good. It was a solid, that was a solid match. That was a good match. Uh, but Have, if, uh, by, by the way, if by the way, I, you know, um, if Thunder Rosa now is doing angles in AW, not just wrestling for the NWA title randomly, I mean, she's in the company,
1: no? She's doing something. I mean, I, I really do think the idea that the fact that she runs her own uh secondary company, Mission Pro Wrestling, and she has her own school with a uh, former women's champion WWE Jazz, where she's you know. A school that they're running together, and the idea that WWE has all these restrictions on what people can do with their own products. I think that unless things change within the company of what you can do with your own stuff, I don't see her going to WWE. I know that's a subject for another time. Rollins oh, I-
0: has got his own school too. I, I, these guys have their own schools. I don't think she's on Twitch. You know. No, but I
1: understand. I'm just saying though, you know, if she, one of the things that she had said in the past was, you know, anything that happened happen the next year after I'm done with NWA. But I know, like I said, she has her own separate company. She wants to do a lot of things outside of the WWE. She's doing right? MMA.
0: She's—I know she did MMA. Yeah. So, so we'll see what happens, All right? AEW
1: might be a better fit. But
0: like. Maybe, yeah. All right, let's talk about the, the Wednesday. Um, really, one of the best nights in wrestling we've had this year. You start off with MLW. Uh, by the way, Jacob Fatu, man, he is just—he's like, fun in the ring. He, you know, we talk about wrestling and, and you know, fake tough guys. He seems like a tough guy. Like, he really seems like he would just Kill you, just he would beat the shit out of you legitimately. Like, he does the flying stuff because he just feels like it, but he really could just knock you out. Um, you know, that was a fun match with him and Davey Boy. Uh, Myron Reed, you know, my feelings on him. I think he's a future uh, world champion in the company someday. I think he's got that combination of really good in ring athleticism. He's really good on the mic. He very much is himself on the mic um, and, and, and who he is and, and wrestled a good match against Pillman Jr. So I thought MLW did a great, you know, had a really, really great first show. Um, talking about NXT, one of the best matches in a long time uh, with Eosha Ryan, Rare Ripley. And AEW was a solid show. So, Corey, where, wherever you want to start, I, I, will, I will go there.
1: All right. So let, let's start with, uh, with War Games. December 6th, we're going to have War Games once again for the second time. I don't know if there's a good thing or a bad thing. NXT is, I mean, I think we all thought that War Games was coming with everything that's been happening over the last couple of weeks with um, Undisputed Era and the feud that's been building with Pat McAfee's group. But basically with two weeks notice, we're going to get another Sunday night uh, network special slash, I guess, to those who still do them, you know, pay-per-view. I love the idea of War Games. Um, And I actually kind of like the idea that it's just not one big weekend again where you have War Games and then Survivor Series. And I know that Survivor Series left a little bit of a bad taste in our mouth this year. And maybe War Games would have been a nice little subplatter there of, you know, saying something's good happening this weekend. But War Games being on its own, I just would have liked the idea that we've had a little bit more of a build of knowing it's happening more than, you know, like two weeks from now, you know? That's
0: the only yeah. bad thing about, you know, December 6th. Yeah. I, I also think, Corey, ugh, I don't mind the war games. I was excited about it the first year. And now we've had three more years of it. Right. I I just, I don't know. I I get it. I get that it's a concept. Um, I get that it's a pay-per-view that they're doing. It's just not... I just don't have that level of excitement that I've had before. I also think, you know, the women's war games match last year was like my favorite thing that they did because they had a big angle. And so it was, it was, it was really, really good. Um, So I don't know. Um, It's been fine. I mean, the women's matches, they're rushing the shit out of it. Um, But am I like overly excited about the war games? No. I'll watch it. I think it could be interesting. I think it could be fun. Um, you know, it would be nice for them to maybe set up Pete Dunn as Finn Balor's next challenger, which I think they might. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see who goes over. Does Undisputed Era coming back? Because they've won, have haven't they won most of these war games matches? I feel like they I feel like their their stable was set up to be in war games, but um I feel like they've won most of these war games matches. So it'll be interesting as the baby faces to see what happens or if the idea is really setting up Dunn and uh, Lorcan and Danny Birch as and, – and McAfee too, but, you know, he's not going to be there every week. Set them up as, like, this really, really big, legitimate group because my one issue with the group is Lorcan and Danny Birch just seem like they're there. Pete Dunn seems like he's a guy, but he also doesn't need Pat McAfee to make him seem like it. So a lot of this is just putting Pat McAfee over rather than putting the other guys over. So we'll see how we'll see how it all works out, but it'll be a fun match regardless.
1: Yeah, and I, I kind of agree with you on the idea that War Games, the concept when it first came out a couple of years ago, something we hadn't seen in years, felt like a fresh product. Now that it's been here for I think this like you said, I think this is like year four of War Games and NXT. It kind of feels like All right, if this was part of going up against on December 2nd, if War Games was happening as an NXT Wednesday night special going up against the Moxley versus Kenny Omega world title match, if that was what was going up against that, that would be like an awesome counter-programming. But as a standalone network special, it kind of feels like not overkill, but it doesn't feel like, all right, maybe I don't need this every year. Am I – but we kind of yeah, I, I don't. We don't
0: need it every year. We don't need it every year. I almost think it should be. I know they have to plan these things ahead of time. I mean, I get it, but I almost feel like they should plan it when like they don't have a big, you know, title match coming, or or we'll make it even a special that's on USA. I don't know. I I just feel like they could have done something different. That being said, it'll be you know, it'll be it'll be a fun show for sure.
1: Do you think that as a result of the two war games matches, do you think that we don't get a Finn Balor title match? Or do you think this is when we get Finn Balor versus uh Kushida or I think this Finn is
0: exactly I, I think this is exactly why we we're we're not get, I mean Finn Balor might be hurt still. Clearly he came out and then was completely interrupted. I, I don't think we see Finn Balor until after
1: this is all over. And you know, the thing that you said before, right before uh we started all of this. Finn Balor, I forgot about the UE for a minute. When Finn Balor came out and Pat McAfee's group came out and you saw the idea for that third of a second of, of Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne, where you thought for a second that's where they were going. I just saw, I know the old term of you you print money. I saw that and I was going, holy crap. That would be great. Awesome.
0: That would be and even and McAfee has done you know a, a decent job with done because even down to the point where you know when he beat up um, um, uh, Killian Dane and he you know hit him with the car door and he's, Pat, Pat McAfee was like oh man that's even too much for me but all right good like whatever man um, where he's just like this like he's he's he was a killer and now he's a he's a total maniac. Um, and so I like, you know, he doesn't talk. He doesn't. So the silent
1: assassin.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm enjoying that. I really would love to see that match. I think that's where they could go after this or they can do a Kushida feud in which Kushida won't win, but it'll at least be a nice program. Um, and then you do Pete Dunne for, you know, some type of WrestleMania. By then you might have Karrion Cross So now they're starting to at least have, you know, we talked about them not having a lot of men's, uh, uh, options for men in terms of the title picture. You know, if you have Kashida, you have Karen Cross coming back, you have Pete Dunne, you know, those, those are a couple of opponents for Finn Balor to go against.
1: And you know, it's funny, and I just thought about it the top of my head because uh, I still have actually on the background uh, on my screen on WWE.com, the, the wonderful matches for Survivor Series. Can you believe it's only a couple of months, oh, nothing's a couple of months ago because of where we're living in this age, but you know, it's only six or seven months ago we had Riddle and Dunn doing comedy stuff and the way that they portrayed Dunn over the last like three weeks, you've om- you've almost totally forgot about the-, the Dunn comedy stuff, which he was doing really well as kind of the straight man. And that with the... And it, it, it also
0: shows you how good he is.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, he is, um, you know, he hasn't been on NXT consistently. He's been on the UK a lot, obviously with the pandemic, he wasn't around for a while. Um you know, when he was on Raw, they made a big deal out of him being there. I mean, he is, and now he's—he was—he was in great shape before, but he wasn't like whatever this this person is. Yeah. Like, um. So uh, yeah, he's—he's he's a top level guy, and I think NXT r- recognizes that. I think they knew that before, but now I think they—they they know they—they they need to push him. He needs to be a world champion and NXT champion contender, and I think—I think he will be.
1: So before we move on to some other stuff, this is week two of the Leon Ruff experiment as North American champion. I'll be honest, week one, I thought was a total joke. And I felt like, you know, they were killing the idea of the North American title, which was been held by some of the better workers in the company. And I've heard, you know, I've heard by multiple places that people love working mm-hmm. with Leon Ruff. And Leon Ruff was a really good guy and Evolve. And, you know, he's a much better worker than we, and, you know, just being a job guy for the time since the pandemic and his work has given him the shot to actually be a regular guy. I thought week two was better Them actually sh- showing that he had a little bit of a backbone. I, i might actually, you know, I didn't mind week two.
0: I enjoyed this- week two. I mean, here's the thing, right? We, we I, and I and I'll say this as me. I'm a person who's malleable, mal- malleable. I'm not a black or white whatever. I'm willing to change my mind based off of new information, you know, whatever, right? I didn't like them having him win the title. I thought it was stupid. I hated it. I Mm -hmm. really
1: enjoyed
0: it. I really enjoyed what they did last week. I thought Ruff and Gargano had a pretty good match. Ruff obviously is, you know, good in the ring. Um, I I enjoyed Priest telling him, I'm sorry, buddy, and knocking him out and disqualifying him. And Ruff kind of coming back and saying, I want to fight both of them, you know? And you know They made a guy now. Leon Ruff is now, you know, he's not going to obviously win this triple threat match. But now, if he wrestles again, it's going to be like, okay. Now, he doesn't need to get a haircut. His hair looks like a mess. But um, this is coming from just a black guy talking to a black guy. But um, I think he's trying to do dreads or something. I don't know. It's a mess. But um, uh, no, it's, 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 I, I think I, I, I really enjoyed it. Unlike the blindfold match, I really, I really, really enjoyed it. Corey, uh, I have a question for you before we go into anything else, and, and we could continue to talk about uh, NXT. Mm-hmm. They hyped this the Io Shirai vs. Ripley match for a long for a while. Most hype they've done for a match in quite a while. Sure. The match was spectacular, and I don't even think that's even de- debatable, right? Um, AEW's yeah. main event was was a, was a really fun match too. It wasn't obviously, you know, the quality of what we saw but it was a fun match. And they got killed in the ratings. Um, so I, you have usually give, do a good job of giving me the numbers. Um, you sent me some weird texts the other day, so I, del- I deleted your messages in general. But um, what it just was weird. But um, it was a big discrepancy. Oh, I don't know what my question for you is. I guess my question is how concerned would you be if you're NXT and then does it say anything about the women's division? Um, does it say anything about NXT in general? Cause we've seen these women's matches in general and um, WWE with Sasha and Bailey and Asuka rated pretty high. So what would your level of concern be regarding them hyping this matchup for a couple of weeks and them still getting killed in the ratings.
1: It's it's really interesting uh, conversation piece here. And I would uh, actually tell people to uh follow uh Brandon Thurston on on Twitter. Uh Brandon Thurston from uh, wrestle WrestleNomics.com, who's put up a really bunch of interesting uh charts over the last couple of uh days showing this a lot of stuff with the ratings and especially this past week, you know, breaking down the quarters on how W, how uh, A W and NXT were, where basically every quarter A W continually to go up, and by that last quarter, A W was at seven hundred forty-eight thousand viewers, and NXT was at two hundred fifty thousand, and it wasn't even like I said, it just like you sit there going, how is this possible? And you just wonder, is it just star quality? Because we speak, we always talk about, you know, AEW may not have at times the better wrestling, but it has the names, and it has people who feel at times who feel like people you should care about. And I think the big thing at times you sit there and go about you just don't you just can't have the best in-ring product. You gotta have a product that people feel like they need to, they can't miss. You know, a lot of times when you talk about the WWE, the main roster stuff, as much as we say it's terrible, there's still at points where you say, Raw is something that's ingrained of in our mind. And we, even though we hate it, we sit there for three hours and we know that there's always a chance something interesting might happen. And I think AEW is still at that point where you go, we might have stupid segments, but there's always a chance that something incredible might happen and we, we need to watch it. And be part of the conversation either on twitter or on facebook or wherever we are and i think at that time you're watching it first you know and you may go back on um dvr or later on and maybe watch it afterwards and maybe watch that great match or something else and find out about it after but you're sitting there going aw something amazing might happen Mike, McCoy, but
0: that's not, but Corey, they had a main event with Team Taz against Cody and Darby. Yeah, who cares about that match, right? Like, your point is, you're talking about week to week. I'm not talking about week to week. I'm talking about this week. Why would you go back and why would you tape that match and not watch that match live over a nothing tag match? Now, it was fine. It was a good match. It was, the match wasn't bad, but the end result is okay, Will Hobbs ended up joining Team Taz. I mean, right. kind of who cares? As opposed to watching, an amazing match where you don't know who's going to win. We've talked about we weren't sure who was going to win the match. I thought it was going to be EO, but we didn't know for sure. So why would, why would people watch that, watch AW so much more over that? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting question. I think it's something that, um, you know, I, I don't know if, I don't know if we'll get an answer or when we'll get an answer to it, but it's clear that I don't know. That there's much there's other than having Roman Reigns appear in NXT. I don't think that there's much that NXT can do to win this ratings war. Um, I just, I if it's, if it's, it's a even, product. if it's even a war, I just
1: don't think. I just don't think NXT is a hot product to the non-hardcore fans. You know what I mean? Basically, you know. I don't think. I
0: don't. But I, well, wait. Whoa, 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 hold on. Anyone who's watching on Wednesdays is basically a hardcore fan. There aren't many casual fans. I mean, there's only. You know, if you want to say most people are watching both shows, which that's probably true. Right. Maybe a million people are watching a week combined. This is the hardcore. These are all hardcore fans. So it's not non-hardcore fans watching AEW over that. But it could be, you know, it's just, again, the you know between the Bullet Club and the history with Omega and the history with the Young Bucks. And Chris Jericho, as uh, his history, and MJF, what he's doing, you know, they have established. They have they have bigger stars than NXT, and they have longer, more established stars than NXT, um, with the exception of, you know, one or two guys, basically. So, you know, and and also people's habits were have been established of so I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna like to your point. I'm gonna watch AEW, and then I'm gonna tape NXT. Basically, basically that's what I'm gonna do.
1: But there's been a pattern every week. I mean, but there's been
0: a couple of weeks where that has not been the case, where NXT's been close or even won, and that's when they've had really, really well hyped main events. They did have a well hyped main event, and they didn't win. And matter of fact, they got killed. That is, and I don't again. It doesn't need to be one thing or the other. To me, it's just an interesting question of 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 why. So I, I you know, who knows? We'll see, and we'll see if that influences NXT's booking. Maybe they book, you know, men men's matches in these main events, and they go away from the women's matches. I I don't think that's a good idea, but maybe they 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 get concerned, um, you know, with that. Yeah, like
1: for me personally, I mean, I was flipping, you know, you know me, I. I usually watch AEW, and I flip back and forth and then I was watching and I've said, I've been saying jokingly every time we spoke with each other over the week, um, you know, the, the women's match in AEW. But when that women's match uh, was going on, that hooked me. And I, I basically stopped turning from when that women's match happened. And I, I actually didn't flip during the picture in picture, you know, during their break. And I stayed on and, I thought the Cody match was fine, and I kind of just stayed, and I didn't switch over. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna switch, and then once it's over, I'm gonna go watch in its entirety the EO versus um, Rhea Ripley match. It just basically that's what happened.
0: Yeah, it's also clear these audiences like looking at Brendan Thurston, um, who really does have some interesting stuff. Um, his charts are very very interesting. Um, I mean, it's also clear that people stopped watching in the last half hour of all this stuff. It's so funny. Even AEW. They know. AEW, very interestingly, 100,000 less people watched that main event. And uh, NXT, it was... NXT was different because... It's interesting, though, because the match was long. You'd think people would have hung on. So, anyway, who knows? Just uh, interesting food for thought. We can move on.
1: Yeah, so like I said, we'll talk, you know, over the next week or two as War Games gets closer, and like I said, as they build, who will be the uh, the final member of um, Shotzi Block, uh, Shotzi's uh, team, because I think we pretty much know who will be on the heel side um, with Dakota and um, and her tag team partners, you know, on that side. I wonder if it will be EO or someone else who they decide to put in with, you know, with ember moon and you know with those uh
0: so uh, yeah so so sashi uh ember moon tony storm
1: and the fourth member i don't know if it'll be rhea ripley Io shirai or it'll be somebody else i can't see it being you know either one of you know canizaro or someone like that because those 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 girls are i mean they they try hard but they're not ready for uh
0: main event uh, scene at this point maybe it be maybe Lee. she'll come back from wherever she wherever she is right now wherever she uh, it, just... interesting that um just real quick on there that i mean that angles weird but I kind of like it uh they're talking about maybe Karen q who was in um ring of Honor being like the the woman um and she's a good she's really good in ring so um I think it would be cool um so yeah we'll we'll see what happens with the the this chinese thing that they're doing, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see.
1: So let's move on to, uh, to AEW. We're gonna, I'm going to go and say something that you say all the time. Great matches. Some of the stuff is way too long. It's like every week. But um, the, the key thing is going to be we have a world title match in basically two weeks, December 2nd, the biggest match in the history of AEW Dynamite world champion john moxley versus the, the greatest wrestler of the modern era if depending on who you speak to with um, kenny omega i don't know who's gonna win the title i think that there's a good chance they take t- they, t- they put the title on uh kenny omega but we need promos next week because as interesting as they do different things when it comes to contract signings so it's not just the usual i'm gonna beat this guy up and someone's going through a table you need, they need promos this week coming up to get, get me interested to say why I need to see this match.
0: Yeah, so Mox's promo was great, by the way. And congratulations to him and Renee. Uh, he's the best promo in, in wrestling.
1: and Have I, you ever I, seen a better way of telling somebody that you uh, – Yeah, wrestling.
0: I know. I know. I mean, he's the best promo in wrestling. And I, I, I think he's – to me, there's not a close second, um, in my opinion. I, I don't disagree with you, Corey. We need to get something. We still have two weeks, um, and they've done a good job of hype. They basically hyped this as a main event for a pay-per-view. I mean, they've hyped this more than Eddie Kingston and, and Moxley. So, you know, they're, they're going to give this a lot, of, a lot of love here. They've done snippets here and there. They've done little snippets here. Um, with an interview with Moxley and a little interview with Omega and now Moxley being hurt. So they're they're, they're piecemealing it, which I don't mind. Uh, But let's see what happens in these two weeks. I want them, Corey, to tell the story about last year too. Like I want them, I want to see some some promos with, I want to see the thing that that Omega did last year. You know, that promo that he had that was so good. I, I want to see more promos. I want to see more vignettes. I want to see guys talk more. Other than Moxley and MJF and Jericho. Like it, apparently, those are the only three people, people in the company that can do promos longer than a minute. And Taz. You know, have, have these guys talk. So, we'll see what happens. Um, obviously, the whole gimmick for the match is winners coming, Whatever.
1: Um, I think that I think that's a take on. Uh, I never saw the show, but
0: Game I'm of Game say, of Thrones. Yes I, I, yes, I understand what the take is. Okay. I just, I, I
1: just I, the, I, to I, I me
0: it doesn't. To me, who who cares? I mean, who cares? No, but um, we'll see what happens. Um, it should be a great match. I absolutely think Omega wins the match. I think he's a uh, you know, uh, you know minus you know minus one fifty favorite if if you are you know uh, so inclined to gamble for sport for entertainment purposes only um i definitely think he's a favorite to win. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um i you know, does this turn out to be the young bucks who beat uh who beat up um, who beat up Moxley and they become heels. But then it's like you know, if uh, the revival if FTR are heels and the bucks are heels like, you know, what are we doing here? So, uh i i guess we'll see what happens. Or is it does FTR join Omega? Is that the group? Um, so th- there's some. There are some. AW does this thing where they make they have some interesting things and then they kind of let you down a little bit. So let's see if they um, tease these interesting things and then actually come through. I'm, I'm
1: gonna say I'm gonna say the guy who, who tagged uh, John Moxley, Kenta mm. Setting up the new Japan. Uh... Oh, stops!
0: Stop. No, 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 no. I'm sticking okay.
1: with my idea. No. Let's um,
0: move on to something realistic.
1: Eh, we'll see. We will see. But uh, so, what did you? So, what did you think of Top Flight versus the Young Bucks?
0: Yeah, I thought the video. They did a video package for somebody, Corey. I don't believe it. It's unbelievable. I didn't know they could do that. I didn't know they had the production value. Um. Yeah, it was a fun match. Uh, again, the video package was the most important part to establish who they were. And then you saw that they could go in the ring. Um, and obviously they're already going to be involved because Hybrid 2 attacked them after. It's weird to attack two random young guys after. But they could they could also, Hybrid 2 have been kind of cutting these promos, saying that they're not getting the opportunities that others are getting and they're mad about it and blah, blah, blah. blah. So, um, you know, maybe they're setting up some feud that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. It's a brother tag team. Uh, I love that they're wearing black lives matter uh, uh, thing around there, or, or you know, armbands. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like them. They're young guys. Um, they seem to be pretty exciting. They're different than like private party who are these crazy athletes who are kind of a little bit different. Um, and, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I mean, it, I think they'll be signed if they're not signed already.
1: Yeah, they, those two young kids—they were really good. I mean, in a couple of years, they could be, you know, great. If they, right now, they're you know they're super raw. They're just pure, just you know, high flying dudes who have to mm-hmm. learn, you know, most like a little ring psychology. But you know, if they're in there with, the well, guys, they fit right. They fit
0: right away. AEW.
1: I'm not saying no.
0: No, no yeah. ring psychology there. The cool thing that they said is, and I like when AEW does this. One thing I really like about AEW is they're not afraid to mention, you know, stuff in Impact or, you know, whatever, DIY or NXT. Mm-hmm. You know, them, you know, those guys saying their big influence were the motor shooting machine guns. Um, and that was one of their big influences. And you could see that in that, like how they how their style is, um, I, I think this, and I will say this, I think Motor City Machine Guns are one of the greatest tag teams, the most influential tag teams of all time. Um, and, and it's cool that they were mentioned here.
1: So one of the things that we've spoken about basically since the return of the podcast and with AEW coming into, into the fold is that uh, women's wrestling has not been a prerogative on TV. We'll see you know, a really cool match on the pay-per-view and every once in a while we'll see, you know, a random match. I mean, like I said, we saw the really good Thunder Rosa match versus Serena Deeb's this past week. You know, we've seen good matches on the pay-per-views, but uh, we went from no women's angles to basically, you know, three of them in, in, in one week. I mean, we've got, you know, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we've, we've, we've got, you know, a, a feud now with uh, everyone's favorite dentist, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. We've got a match now with Sheeta versus 99 um, The Dark Order.
0: That promo was a little weird, but
1: thats agree. But we've got, we've got that. We've got Cargo versus Brandy now, you know, doing something with Nyla yeah. Rose, you know, we've got, so we went from no feuds with the women to three feuds. I'm not saying they're all going to be good, that, this is one that, hell of a that ding 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 ding
0: ding 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 yeah, ding ding you know, something's better than nothing. I mean a, I mean a brandy you no know, no that's not true. It's not just about having few, it's about quality. Now Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa should be good because Thunder Rosa can talk and we know Britt Baker, you know, how what she is. Um the Sheeta and a Jay match will be prior one and done. And Jay can she wrestle? We have no idea because we know Brandy is not good. So I, I really don't I mean you know, well,
1: you're also Bobby Swall in that now. It looks like Big Swall, who uh,
0: she came out to help her doesn't mean she's in, in the feud. So, you know, the, the feud is Jade against Brandy, you know, and so it's fine, but th- that's an AW dark match. That's not a match that I want to see on a Wednesday night. Um, but not to be negative, the Brit Baker Thunder Rosa feud has a lot of potential because. I think Thunder Rosa can also help Burt Baker be better in the ring because I think that's Burt Baker's um, one uh, kind of weakness there. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that match she had with Sheeta. That was her best match she's had in AEW, right? Because Sheeta was working with her. So we'll see. And I think the NJ match is a, a one-off. But it'll be interesting to see. And this is where, Corey, they also have to talk to you about AEW Dark. You know, NAJ has been winning in AEW Dark. But shit, if we know, they don't tell us. You can't expect the audience to do, watch everything that you're telling them. You have to educate the audience on some of the other stuff that's going on. You know, show highlights of Anna Jay winning. Um, you know, do a little package on Anna Jay and talking about her new conference. All of a sudden, she's got a title match out of nowhere. Omega had to go through hell in a handbasket hand to get his title shot. Anna Jay just has a shot out of nowhere. To me, that also devalues the title, too. if just people getting random shots. So, because um, NWA, who got a shot at the NWA, NWA title? Thunder Rosa, former champion. Uh, Allison Kay former champion, right? Like, that made sense. You know, Velvet Red or whatever her name is, Red Velvet, she's not getting a title shot. So, like, you know, I don't know. So, it's still better. still better. I, I agree with you, but... We got to step it up a little bit still.
1: I I see what you're saying here, but I mean, I guess I'm looking at it as more of a just a progression of the fact that one of the big problems we've had is the fact that, you know, basically you have one woman's feud, one woman's match on a show. Basically it's, all right, we've got to fill a quota of having a woman's match just to shut up the internet marks out there and say, all right, we care enough to actually put something out there. And now we're actually doing a little bit of story development. Not everything's going to hit. Not everything's, to be you know four or five star classics but at least we're growing the idea of having some stories putting some things out over and I think one of the more interesting things is the NWA women's title scene is a lot more interesting than the AW women scene. Well of
0: course because who, 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 who are who the champions? Are you kidding me? Allison Kay and Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa? You those three women, there's not a wrestler In AEW, who could, what what did Cruz Russo used to say? Uh, 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 A fanny on their patch or whatever. There's not a a wrestler in AEW, other than Sheeta. I'm going to take Sheeta out. There's not a wrestler in AEW, women's wrestler, other than Sheeta, who could touch those three. Who can touch them. So, yes, of course it's more interesting because they're better wrestlers.
1: And you know what? I would not be shocked if, and I know you, I know you say it's terrible and it's sacristy. I would not be surprised if Anna Jay wins the title next week. Just shake. Oh
0: God! Oh my God! Her promo. Did you hear her promo? She couldn't convince me to watch the match. Come on.
1: I think you. I think you could have. You know, John Silver be her mouthpiece for a little while or something. I mean,
0: I yeah, but he's too goofy. I mean, I love John Silver. I think he's 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 amazing. He's he's one of my favorites. But he's too goofy for the for that for that. You know, he, he, they need a little bit more, you know, Anna Jay's a serious character. She's been good on BTE. I, I really think that was a, a spot where she should have cut her own promo. Um she sounded like she, it sounded like she was trying to convince herself she should have the match.
1: I can see um, that but I also I, th- I think Sheeta also might be better chasing the title and being champion now because I don't, think, I don't I don't I disagree
0: different. with that, Corey. The problem is she doesn't have good people going out. Anna Jay is developing. She has a lot of potential. I mean, how long has she been a wrestler for? She's 20-something years old. She's like 20 something,
1: yeah?
0: Yeah, she's young. So to me, the issue isn't Sheeta chasing. Yeah, it'd be nice Sheeta chasing because we could see her in matches all the time. The problem is they don't have enough people to compete against her that's the the issue the issue is not her chasing there's nobody for her to chase there's no one to to go for the title nyla rose is a bigger her biggest competitor and she beat her so it's like now what you know the freddie mercury woman's not there and rio's not there so you know then so i, I think they need to they, they need to figure they need to figure some stuff out still but you're right it's good they're doing angles but I also don't want them doing angles for the sake of doing angles. I want them doing angles because, you know, um, it's something that the audience
1: wants to see. So we'll see what happens. I see what you're saying here. All right. So uh, let's move on to one or two more things on AEW before we uh, move on to to more things here. what did you think of the Will Hobbs uh, heel turn? Did you think it was too soon? Did you think it was, was well done? I mean, I personally thought that I saw it coming a mile away. We spoke about, I think on the show a couple of weeks ago, that I didn't think it was the right decision for a couple of reasons. One, the idea that you don't have, not to sound Pollyannish, but I mean, you only have what? A handful of African-American wrestlers. I thought his story, I think we spoke about this off air. I thought his story with the idea of him becoming a professional wrestler in honor of his, his brother who uh, uh, you know tragically died. I thought that was a very interesting baby face story of courage and you could build around with him. And, you know, guy's like Scorpio sky who can be a face of change, you know, and be uplifting stories. And not even just because he's African-American, but just the fact of his look and the idea that he came in as a guy who, you know, was a developmental guy who came in. The guy who was just as, you know, one of the guys that came in as, all right, you're coming in for a shot as one of these guys who was an enhancement guy. And he proved that, you know, Tony Khan saw something, was gave him a shot. Yeah, I would have not. Maybe you know, at some point you he turn heel, and I think he does fit in interesting with that group. I didn't think it was time to do it, and I felt it was just like week after week. It just felt like we know this is happening. I felt maybe it, it was the wrong time to do it, and maybe the wrong guy. I think he could yeah. be a good girl learning under under Taz, but I think his story he would have been better as a babyface. And maybe yeah. I'm wrong, and it's worked well with a Roman Reigns where it's so much easier. To find your character and find ease in being a wrestler as a heel. And maybe it might be easier for him to find a personality. But just didn't feel like the right guy to do it because of his backstory.
0: So I had a uh, a, a nice conversation with Jake Barnett um, on Twitter. Uh, we are on Twitter at Worked Shoot Pod, by the way. Um,
1: Jake, Barnett of pro Wrestling, uh, Jake Barnett,
0: pro wrestling.net. And he, he, had, he got the opposite approach, opinion. Uh, he thought that. Um, you know, his, his line was, and I'm, I'm not reading it tweet for tweet, but paraphrasing essentially you get one chance to be a baby face mm-hmm. and that one chance you get, you got to hit. Now, again, you could say that that's not true because Roman Reigns is going to have his third chance at being a baby face and we'll see how that goes. So I don't know that I agree with that. Um, you know, and so that was his thinking is that, You know, he'll learn as a heel, he'll learn to develop as a heel with Taz, he'll learn to develop personality. And then he could kind of, you know, turn baby face at at a point and just turn on those guys and whatever. And, you know, there is some thinking that that's not a bad idea. And I don't I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea. I just and I and I said that to him, like to your point about not having I mean, Corey, not for nothing. You know, impact's world champion is African American.
1: Rich Swan, yeah.
0: Uh Rich Swan. You see the influence that the New Day has, that the street profits have, big E. You know, you have African American, you know, the whole hurt business is African American. So you have all these African Americans in the WWE, um, and Impact. Ring of Honor. You know, you got Shane Taylor there. You so you have big wrestlers as Face, you know not necessarily the face of a company but big influences on these companies and aw is i'm just gonna say a very white show it's very white all their stars are white uh pretty much and it's a problem and i'm not at all saying you gotta put will hobbs over because he's black that's not what i'm saying he doesn't have to be the champion he doesn't right. and, and at, at, at Chris all Bay but,
1: but, he signed with impact right before i mean Cody did yeah, I, say, like in many news press conferences, says he, they were looking at Chris Bay and even pointed out as you know people had said. Sorry to interrupt what you were saying, but I know they, uh, you know Cody Rhodes in a couple of like media calls, they said you know who's a guy who you would really like to go and sign, and he said Chris Bay, and basically like, 45 minutes later, Chris Bay had signed a contract with Impact Wrestling. So I mean, yeah. not like they weren't going after like some of the top independent and happened to be. African American workers, but just because yeah. you don't get Chris Bay doesn't mean you don't yeah. consider to go after guys out there.
0: And you you do have to think about your 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 you have a national show, so you do want a show with diverse characters, with Latinx wrestlers, and you know um, you know and, and African American wrestlers. So you do want diversity on your show because the people who are watching your show it's a nationwide show. So the hope is that. Um, you know, people identify with the characters who are on your show um, and will want to watch your show because you have characters who people can identify with. And Will Hobbs doesn't have to be champion. I'm not at all saying they need to push him, but I'm saying it would have been a cool story. You know, it would have been a cool thing to have him feud with Ricky Starks or whatever. And maybe he's not ready. You know, maybe he's not ready. I mean, we've literally never heard the man talk on AEW um so i you know i get that too also not for nothing Corey. it would have been nice to hear him talk on aw dynamite at some point too he's the man who comes out with the with the with the steel chair looking like a brick shithouse that's all we know of him um so you know i, I think the hill turn was fine I, I think it'll be fine but here's the thing he's the third man in a three-man group now we got all these three-man groups apparently uh in aw we got the elite we got the Death Triangle. We got Kingston's group. Um, now we got Team Taz. I mean, they're they're basically setting up a Trios champion, by the way. If you, if you didn't, I mean, that's what they're setting up. I know you don't want more champions, but that's absolutely what they're setting up a Trios title. Um, which I don't know. I wouldn't hate it to be honest with you, but um, you know, we'll we'll see. What, I mean, MLW has a bunch of a bunch of championships, and they don't have um you know they have a two-hour show i think the thing with titles is you know mlw would do a thing where you know hammerstone didn't wrestle for a month or myron reed didn't wrestle for a month and jacob five two never wrestles he, he's a, he's like a specialty act when he's out there once a month once every other month so you make the titles feel special by not having the guys wrestle that often um, you know, Moxley doesn't wrestle that much as a champion. So th- there's ways they could, there's ways they could do it, you know, if they want to do a trios championship, but, um, anyway, we'll see. I don't love it, but I get it. And I'm glad he's at least being featured, but they, they, they have, they have a woman's wrestler problem and they have a lack of diversity problem. And we'll see, um, over the next, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out their women's problem. And we'll see how what they do with the you know lack of African American stars in their
1: show. And you know what, and not and just to be fair, you know they they brought in you know teams like Top Flight to a uh, two young nineteen year old African American wrestlers. Are they nineteen? I believe uh, one is nineteen, the other one's twenty. So yeah, they. Oh my
0: god! Yeah, because one of them looks uh, the younger brother. I mean, he looks like a baby. Yeah, very young. It was like he looks like my high school seniors.
1: They just brought in another young tag uh, team, the Acclaim, which is. Had a couple of really good matches on Dark, who uh i uh, Anthony Bowens and Max Caster, who are I believe uh, both African American or one of them is a, uh, land, land. So I mean those are who are both super athletes, who are you know not Caucasian. So I mean they are bringing in some young non-white talent who, yeah. who haven't made you know the main roster yet, but they're getting time you know in there. So I mean. You know, Nyla Rose isn't uh, isn't white. So, I mean, there are non-white people in there, just, but just, you know, they're not the top level.
0: I and that, and and that's the, the and that's really the thing. They're you know, New no, Day they aren't they're not the upper you know whatever. They they just need and you know on their poster. We always talk about the poster.
1: Right on
0: their poster, who's in their poster? The poster is Sheeta, who's Japanese, and a bunch of white dudes and white women like that's their that's their poster and i think nyla's in there somewhere too so that's something they have to think about and it's listen the the company's freaking a year old so there's a lot of work that they have to do um but it is something they it is something that that they have to think about and it's something that i hope brandy's pushing and i know i don't know what her influence where her influence lies i don't know if she really has any influence i hope it's not on the women's division it's clearly she's not doing a great job but um <laughs> no that was a dig that was a dig um uh, but,
1: little, little uh, actual little shot at brandy um you, actually you
0: outside. know what? and actually you know what she did have a lot of good women coming in at first Allie, kylie ray i mean they had some women talent there and then just things kind of you know went by the wayside with 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 some of those women unfortunately so again i'm being i'm being a little i'm being a little funny but i understand um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see anyway.
1: So before we close out here, um, it's one of their biggest angles going on in a circle does Vegas. We, we saw basically a take on uh, the hangover. Uh, what was your thoughts of K dog Conan with a little bit of a small appearance. I, I mean, mean, that was, was obviously, Vegas. that
0: was obviously the highlight for me. Conan is great. Every time he's on TV, like he's just, Conan is just him everywhere. Like I love him on MLW with Selena De La Renta and they they have great chemistry, and he busts her balls all the time. Um, I thought it was fine. It wasn't as funny as I thought it would be. I thought it was a little too. Uh, I thought it was on the fine. nose. what Would you say
1: a little too on the nose, or a little too much?
0: Yeah. I just, I thought, you know, he wakes up, Elvis is next. Oh oh my God. I mean, you know, once we got to the hangover three, it wasn't so good. Like it wasn't a good movie. It was a horrible movie. So it's like, you know, you can only do these kind of concepts so many times. Um, I did like the Wardlow Hager when they were beating up the separate, they were mad at each other. So they were beating up the separate guys. That was one of my highlights. I thought that was cleverly done. Um. Um. Yeah, Ortiz in his bride shirt, like doing (laughs) the shake weights. That was so. Like, there were some funny. There were definitely some funny bits in there. It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. I want to make that very, very clear. It wasn't terrible, and there were some funny bits in there. I just didn't think it was like laugh out loud funny, really.
1: But it was fine. Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, one of the things that we killed the WWE on, especially with Vince McMahon, where. We say that 95% of his jokes are from, you know, movies from, you know, the 1970s or 1980s. And, you know, the eighties were when both of us were, you know, were born in that generation, you know, the hangover was from 2009, that's 11 years ago. So, I mean, there's part of the audience that's watching that may have never seen the hangover Mm -hmm. possibly. So, I mean, I don't know how many of those jokes may have gone over some people's heads. I mean, for us, that's when we were, you know, going to the theater and, you know, hanging out with our friends and stuff in college. So that's our prime demo. So we we know that stuff. So I wonder maybe some of that stuff may went over some people's heads, but I, I thought it was funny. I didn't think it was great. I mean, I could have gone with one segment instead of two. I think some of the inner circle segments are better when they're one instead of two. So I mean, I thought it was fine. I, I want to see where this goes over the next couple of weeks. I mean, I don't know how long you can go with it. If this can go further than February, then the retribution pay-per-view, you know, before this all implodes, but I think it'll be interesting to see where this all goes. But uh, Jay, we spoke about a lot of interesting things. How about you let people know how they can follow us on uh, social media this week?
0: Sure. Uh, we are at work shoot pod. Oh, by the way, last thing I want to talk about. Uh, well, first of all, we're at work shoot pod work, shoot wrestling podcast on Facebook. Check us out. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google play, Wherever you get your podcasts, Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Um, uh, also, don't forget to check out our sister podcast, You Don't Know Jackie. And Corey will tell you all about that episode and what they talked about there. Last thing I want to talk about is the Rascals, who are, who are, are leaving Impact. They had their last match. I honestly know, knew very little about the Rascals because I haven't had Access TV until a couple of months ago. So I read about them. It seemed like they were like a gimmick tag team because, you know, I talked about smoking weed all the time. And that was the stuff that I read. Um, But watching these guys over the last few months, they are very, very impressive. Uh, Myron Reed was a member of the Rascals, uh, you know, uh, previously when they were on the independents. And then he went to MLW and um, the other three guys, uh, Trey, Wentz, and Dez went to Impact um, i think their impact their their impact in impact was not as great as it should have been um, I, I thought they were a tremendous tag team in the few months i was really able to see them uh, i did a, a wikipedia deep dive on them and saw their success in pwg and, and, and some of those things i think they are exactly what nxt needs other than having uh you know a, a i don't know an abushi or, or some type of complete superstar going to NXT. They need a really good tag team, a really good tag team that has their shit together, that has personality that you could easily figure out a gimmick for them. That would be fun. And um, they're, they're just great. I, I just have a lot of respect for those guys. Uh, you have, you know, Trey Miguel with them too, and do free Bird rules and maybe have Trey Miguel be more of a singles guy you know, however you want to do it. Um, They have great stories. Trey was talking about um, in an interview, his story about growing up and, you know, his mom and issues there. So these guys are like natural baby faces too. They're funny. They seem like good guys. I mean, the the, the sky's the limit for them really. But um, I I think NXT, apparently they have an offer already to go to NXT or the WWE. Um, So, you know, we'll see. Good luck to those guys impact they've made some good moves but you know um you know they they did not value those guys as much as they probably should have and they're gonna go they're gonna go do some big things i i think in nxt uh should they go there
1: all right so we'll backtrack a second uh i'm gonna i basically have nothing really to talk about because you're stealing my gimmick talking about the sister podcast but uh absolutely check out uh
0: what'd you you guys talk about this week
1: uh, well, the upcoming show we will be talking about the death of the uh, movie theaters with because of COVID uh, and upcoming, which uh, was announced this past week, that uh, Wonder Woman 1984 officially uh, will be going to HBO Max on uh, on Christmas. So they finally made that decision, and what could be uh, coming up next with maybe um, some stuff going to Disney Plus instead of you know going to the movies when it comes to maybe some of these Marvel, you know, Marvel movies.
0: Um, That's interesting. And, and, and does this become permanent too, even if there's a vaccine and stuff, does it do people just say like, I don't need to go to the movies and stuff, you
1: know, how, how, I don't think, I don't, I think concerts,
0: concerts come back. You can't ever substitute live music. Concerts will, if that loans as a vaccine or whatever, I see all the time people on Facebook and Instagram saying, I miss concert. There are not many people saying I miss going to the movies.
1: I, I don't know. I mean it's it's one of those experiences especially when you're younger where you go out you know like a Friday night with your friends going to a movie and stuff and is it the same thing you're just going going to see a streaming movie or something you know oh, going go, go, go going to
0: somebody going to somebody's house and not spend any money.
1: That's hey, true. I mean we will see how things change you know the AMC's and the Cinemark's all these places are closing and how that affects you know if you just buy you know a 70 or 75 inch TV Are there's a lot less less money now especially with you know Black Friday deals and a lot of other things is that the future of just you know VOD and how do the theaters come back if they do come back but uh you were talking about with the end of the uh the rascals how they might be used in a WWE setting if they go to NXT I think it'll be interesting are they the replacement for like an undisputed era or some of these other groups as that you know six-man tag or do they put like a Trey Miguel as a solo act? You know, it'll be interesting to see, is like a guy like a Dez too small? You know, how will they view him? Are they Or Pete Wentz, you know, not, I'm sorry, Pete Wentz, I think is, is a guy in a, a, a band. But um, it'll be interesting how they view some of these guys. Are they just going to be viewed as, you know, tag team wrestlers? Another thing that I think is going to be interesting is we found out this past week that ROH will be coming back to pay-per-view on December 18th with Final Battle. And also on this week's TV, which I don't know if it's come out yet or if it's coming out today, you're going to have um, Jay J- Briscoe will be facing, um, I just forgot his name. Manny. Bruce? No. Um, his, geez, his his bitch. brother? No, no. Um, e- EC3. Oh, Okay. That that match was uh, been promoted over the last week, so and, and that's a that's final battle. No, no, it's coming up this week on TV. Okay, so I think that's gonna be interesting to see how EC3 is uh, gonna be shown. If he's, I don't know how, I I don't think his impact run turned out to be great. How all well of that turned out. So, and I don't know if he's been on TV since his match at Bound for Glory. He, he
0: hasn't. He has not. Moose Moose has moved on to feuding with Willie Mack now.
1: So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what he does in his uh, couple appearances in ROH. So, I think that will be something interesting to talk about if he's on uh, Bound for Glory, what he does there. But, uh, Jay, I think we spoke about a lot of great things. I don't know if you have a quick opinion on uh, Ring of Honor over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I,
0: yeah, I didn't see it last week. I don't know. I didn't record on my DVR. I don't know. But uh, the pure title tournament was solid. Um, I'm looking to see what they do uh, with uh, Final Battle. Will Marty Skrull ever, will his investigation ever end? Um, a yet. <laughs> yeah, so so we'll see. And will EC3 go to Impact, or is that it for him? So we'll see how all that works out. But yeah, Ring of Honor has been um, definitely uh, an interesting show. You know, of course, I, I think the thing is, and I know our show is going a little long tonight, there's just a lot of good stuff out there. There really is. There's a lot of really good wrestling, a lot of good stories, a lot of creative stuff. The athleticism is so good. Um, you know, we're we're in the golden age of wrestling in terms of character, in terms of actual wrestling. We need to get there with a couple of big time characters who can get to the mainstream. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we're we're uh, we're we're really hitting it, and there's there's just so much wrestling out there
1: for people to watch. And this is the huge, and we're going to leave right after this, guys. I know you've given us a lot of time today. We do appreciate it as always, but this is the big mistake that I think the NWA is making on not being either on like a fight TV watch you can watch for free or on a YouTube, because like I said last week, if MLW was not on a subscribe save thing, I would most likely not remember to watch it tonight on, you know, uh, be in sports. Or to watch, you know, a ring of honor on like I said on Fight TV. NWA not being on YouTube, I've lost all knowing of what's going on besides listening to a podcast here and there from you know if someone's talking about it. And I think that is a huge problem for a product that I think had a lot of good momentum, you know, a year ago pre-pandemic.
0: If a tree falls in the woods and we're not in the woods, does it make a sound? Right? It it does. We sure as shit don't hear it. And that's where we're at with NWA. It, we don't watch it. Uh, it. It's not easily accessible. Shit's free now. <laughs> like, it's free. You you can't go for... Uh, WWE is, is $10 a month. The network. You can't go from free to $25 a month. You, you can't. It's not sustainable. So... Um, you know, there's no buzz, even if you get a couple of people to watch it, there's no buzz, you yes. know. Um, so you know, uh, hopefully, NWA will figure it out, we'll see. But on
1: that note, Corey, it's time to go. I think we're done here. See ya.